You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. And Happy New Year, everyone. It is 2022. So today we are going to talk about how we each go about setting intentions and goals for a new year. We thought it could be helpful to spend an episode diving into our different processes of preparing for a new year. And I think this will be one of the places where Erica and I differ a lot. So I think we'll have (laughs) differing perspectives to offer. Yes, exactly. Uh, We might both marvel at the other one's way of going (laughs) about things. Um, Plus, we are both just embracing a gentle start to the new year and are here to say that it is completely okay if you aren't quite sure of your new year intentions on January 1st. So join us today for some reflection. And then on our next episode, we'll be sharing our specific intentions and goals for 2022. Uh, First, let's catch up on our neighborhood updates and Today, I would love to hear how your holiday season was since we haven't gotten to catch up since the holidays. It was really relaxing, very Mm. low key. Um, Just the four of us for the most part, just the way plans worked out. Um, We usually spend some of the holiday with our friends who live in California, but they had some family commitments and things going on this first time with the baby, their first Christmas with the baby. So everybody wanted to see him. And so we had a kind of different schedule. So Jeremiah's parents were in town over the Christmas break. So we saw them actually a little bit before Christmas, and then they went on to another brother's house. But then we had most of the rest of the time to ourselves, which was so nice and relaxing. But honestly, I was like, I would have liked to have done a little something more. Like I'm in the, Mm. in the space where it's like, okay, I would have liked to, you know, we don't really have a church that we like right now, but I would have liked a Christmas Eve service, or I would have liked a, some sort of soiree, you know, but overall it was really relaxing. It was rainy and cold here, which was really nice and cozy. We don't get the snow obviously here in the desert, but we can have a, you know, chilly rainy day, which was nice. Um, Holidays still feel a little weird too, right? Like everything is just a little weird still. So all of the extracurricular things, like we're doing them, but we're not fully doing them. I don't know. Things feel a little weird. Um, Yes. You did. Okay. So I, but I do need to hear overall, it was very relaxing. I do need you to, when in your holiday update, tell me more about the nail gun because you did text me that Chris rented a nail gun right before Christmas. And as we know, as listeners may remember, Chris and tools right before Christmas can tend to lead to an ER visit, usually only when Kelsey's pregnant though. That's right. Maybe this time it turned out okay because you're not pregnant. Yes, that is so funny. Yes, um, there is an unfortunate tradition of Chris and power tools or for other reasons, hurting himself or for whatever reason going to the ER. I am so happy to report Chris did not visit urgent care or the ER. He successfully (laughs) used a nail gun. He has been building the kids a really awesome little playhouse outside. It's so cute. I will put a a link or a picture in the show notes. Um, It's really cute. So all was successful. I do feel like there were a couple of times that I don't know, there was something and I was like, hey, whoa, 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 watch out there. (laughs) How are we? How are we? Just just checking in. (laughs) So yes, we had a safe holiday. I'm happy to report. And Otherwise, we also just had a really lovely holiday. I feel like kind of heading into the holiday, lots of just hubbub with school wrap up and getting Christmas and everything ready. But then I feel like when it finally came time, 
we had done a really good job getting things ready so that Chris and I could relax as much as possible with three kids and three young kids, especially having a toddler. And it just felt really magical. Like the ages of the mm-hmm. kids, Maeve was able to fully participate mm-hmm. in Christmas and be excited. And just the magic of Christmas is still so alive for the boys. So it just yeah. felt like this might have been our peak magical Christmas. With the ages of your kids and everything. That's cool. Yes. So I was telling Chris, I do think there can be an inverse relationship between the magic of Christmas and the restfulness of Christmas. Yes. It wasn't super restful. Like there was, you know, still a lot to do, a lot of people to take care of, but I just felt like we went with it and really appreciated it for what it was. So that just felt really nice. And then actually the week, I love that week in between Christmas and New Year's, we just had no plans. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that week actually did end up feeling pretty restful and that felt really good. So nice. So very nice. Okay. Now let's get into our topic. Let's talk about how we each go about setting intentions, goals, and expectations for a new year. So I would love to hear how and when does this process usually start for you? Okay, so I usually can't get my head around anything like this until after Christmas. It's like, mm, get, to, okay. get to Christmas. I don't like all of the... Um, I mean, we have to record our end of year wrap up before Christmas and it's like, okay, I can do that. But I don't, if I, if someone is posting like end of year reflections before Christmas, I find myself like skipping past them a little yeah. bit. Um, Cause I just am not in that headspace yet mm-hmm. until after Christmas. So usually though, by about December 27th, I start to get that clean slate itch and I want to mm-hmm. put away Christmas and mm-hmm. start thinking about the new year and flip my calendar Um I get that like big trash bag energy, you know, like you're just like, okay, this all has to go. And what do we want to usher in? So that's kind of when I start to feel that that itch. Mm, Okay, this is so interesting. So for me, this (laughs) I guarantee you it's before mine. Can you even guess? I'm going to say Erica's taking a sip of coffee. I don't want you to spit it out. This starts for me in October. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, Fred. That is when not like some real detailed any goal planning but that is just I think it's like around when the weather changes that fall energy yeah I feel that change and I just start to feel kind of more turning inwards like reflective mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know I see what's ahead in terms of the holidays with the end of the year and so that just kind of makes me start getting in that mindset a little bit I think I think then I'm just it's really just mental at this point like I said I'm not writing things down Mm -hmm. um but you start to get in that headspace yeah and start to feel kind of excited about it I'm kind of reflecting on the past year, but also kind of thinking, okay, I've got still this good chunk of the year. How do I want to end the year? Mm -hmm. And then maybe kind of starting to feel a little bit excited about the possibilities for a new year. And I noticed myself also kind of thinking, what's really good in my life that I want more of or want to be able to take better advantage of? Or what's hard in life right now? And what's kind of within my ability to change that? Just kind of asking myself, Myself some of those questions. Okay. So okay. that's that that's kind of that's kind of how it starts. Nothing too much, but 
definitely earlier than late December. (laughs) Okay, so what about this? Each of us usually chooses a one-word theme for the year, as well as maybe some specific intentions or goals for different parts of our life. Often those intentions support the overall one-word theme. So I'm curious about how you go about deciding on a one-word theme. Okay, I really don't do any major process or like a guided reflection. I know there's some kind of like unravel your year and different, Mm -hmm. you know, like PDF kind of things you can do or some planners have like a space for that. Mm -hmm. Honestly, our podcast helps me think through these things so much and and talking with you about them. um, I like hearing back our 2021 year end wrap up. And then I always Mm re-listen to that one because I feel Mm -hmm. like it helps me like really reflect them when I'm not in the middle of recording it. And then the messages we made for ourselves at the beginning of the year just really let me take stock of where I'm at. So usually it just kind of comes to me like that one word or that mantra. And sometimes I know that I've hit upon it because it makes me a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like I will be like, Ooh, yeah, I need to work on that. <laughs> or it will be like, it'll just be something that feels like it's nagging at me maybe a little bit or even in a positive way, but feels like it's a reach for me. So Mm -hmm. I usually know I have hit the right word or mantra when it makes me just a smidge uncomfortable. And that's how I know I'm kind of on the right track with something I want to work on. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also usually something that I've maybe started to cultivate or noticed that I want to take further. It's Mm -hmm. very rarely something that's like, okay, I'm going to turn over this brand new leaf. It's always something that I've like, I feel like I've kind of got a running start on or I've been hearing a lot about it or reading a lot about it. Somehow it's just like the universe brings me what I need kind Mm -hmm. of a thing, not to be too Mm -hmm. woo-woo about it, but it just seems to be how it works out. Um, Mm. And I try to make it never about turning me into something that I'm not. It, I want oh, I it to be that. I want it to be out of that place of like, hey, you've been really focusing on this. Like, let's take it a step further. Or mm-hmm. this is an area you've been struggling with. What can we do to make it better? Like we be meaning me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I try to like build on something that is happening in the previous year, if that makes sense. Yes. And I love that. That just makes so much sense and also just sounds like it sets you up for something that is going to be easier to implement or that really is going to be aligned with your life versus here's something that is not going on at all, but starting January 1st, it's a new me. I mean, that is just... That is just horrible. Yeah. And it's it's not actually... that, That to me comes from a place of like, Like, I want to feel a little uncomfortable. I want to feel growing and stretching, but I don't want to feel this like pressure to be something that I'm not or something Mm -hmm. that just because it's January 1st, I'm going to instantly be this kind of person. It doesn't work like that. And so I think that this is much more in line with how life actually works and flows. Mm -hmm. I really love that. What about in terms of like picking the actual word? If you were going to pick, for example, a word like focus, you know, it could Mm -hmm. be focus. It could be intention. It could be presence. Do you ever go through maybe like, you know, almost like a thesaurus thing? I do sometimes. Yeah. Or does that word just come to you? And I don't, I, I don't mean the the source like specifically, but it sounds like maybe like do you have to kind of settle on just the right word yeah. to capture that intention? I feel like I, something ends up coming to me, or a couple of ideas come to me, and then I'm like, I marinate on them for a little bit, and then maybe I just like literally don't like the word, but I like yeah. the idea behind. I've literally right. looked in a thesaurus and mm-hmm. just been like, oh, yeah. that that is yeah. it this year. And I mean, I'll share more about this 
I'm still kind of formulating. I'll share in our next episode more about it. But this year, it was a very specific way that it came to me, which was a little different than usual. So I will share that Mm. in that episode, but I don't want to unveil my word yet. Okay, so I love it. (laughs) That is, yeah. So it kind of varies, but yeah, try really hard. I try really hard not to randomly pick something that I think I should be working on and really Mm -hmm. think about like where I'm at and what I need more of or less of Mm -hmm. to, to, you know, grow as a human. Mm -hmm. Oh, I really love that. I do think my approach to it is very similar. Like you said, like, what do I want more of? What do I want less of? And what you said about kind of building on something that I've already been kind of feeling I'm trying to tell myself to pay more attention to. So I I really like that. Something I did this year that helped me with that is that I started just a list on my phone that was just kind of ideas for 2022. And I probably Mm -hmm. started this, you know, November-ish or something. And anytime I had an idea, whether it was for a one word, a specific goal, or just a general idea, I would just open that up and capture it. I did the same thing. Oh, Weirdly enough. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But okay, I just well, didn't so, start in November. Okay, right. <laughs> That's fine. So what was so interesting about this is that I just was like capturing stuff, you know, here and there and not going through and looking at the whole list until much yeah. later when I really started to get in. And this was so fascinating. It was kind of looking at like what my subconscious myself was trying to tell me when I went and looked at my list, it was, you know, it was probably 15 or so things, just all these Mm -hmm. random things. Several times in the list, it kept coming up and I put this in all caps, rest, Mm. less, more than once. I had ideas for things that were like, take more naps, do less, (laughs) commit to less. And it was like, hmm, what am I trying to tell myself? Mm -hmm. And that was just so interesting to see the number of times that I had put that in there, not realizing mm-hmm. I'd already put it in there. Like, this is clearly what, like where I am in life. Yes. Yeah. And so that was really interesting. And I am definitely trying to pay attention to what I am trying to tell myself. Uh-huh. So yeah, I think that's kind of what I do, kind of asking myself those questions more of, less of, where where do I want to build? That's just kind of how I start to get a general sense of where my emotions are, checking in with myself and kind of where I want to carry that into a new year. So I think, I think really similar, just maybe different timelines. <laughs> I love that too, because, and maybe that's starting even earlier, because I think what happens sometimes too, is you get to the end of the year and you're just kind of tired, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, from, you know, the holidays and whatever. Yes. And it's almost hard to remember unless you're real intentional mm-hmm. about it, like where you were at at different points in the right. year. That's why I say this podcast helps me so much because it's like it shows me that pattern. I'm documenting my life, whether, mm-hmm. you know, not always for that purpose, but like it ends up. That's why journaling can be so helpful. Anything mm-hmm. like that where you are, you know, documenting life, you start to see patterns emerge. And I think that's the yes. best place to start. Mm hmm. So what's your process for deciding on specific goals for a new year? I'm curious if your goals or intentions are clear to you right away, just like a gut feeling, or you have to do more brainstorming and refining. Okay. So I have to be careful with specific goals because I have Mm. a rebel tendency. That's right. And the more specific I get, especially if I attach numbers to things, you know, the whole idea of a smart goal, measurable, Mm -hmm. attainable, blah, blah, blah. I 
I buck in my spirit to that <laughs> idea. Like it doesn't work for me in terms of personal goals. Like I think yeah. obviously that that has a place in terms of like business goals or something sure. like that where you can really measure growth. But like for a personal goal for me, if I attach a number to it or a certain time, you know, a number of times of week I'm going to do it, it's like I will mm. automatically rebel against that. So <laughs> I've learned that about myself. Um, and then I feel disappointed and I feel like the whole goal is not worth mm. it, right? So they are not always motivating for me and in fact can be de-incentivizing. So it's gotta be for me more of a who do I want to show up as in the world kind of a thing. Like mm. I am this kind of a person and mm-hmm. I'm and being that kind of a person doesn't mean you show up in that posture constantly, but it mm-hmm. means overall someone would describe you as this kind of person, right? Or overall you feel like this kind of a person. So um, that's why a mantra or a word of the year works so well for me because I can just keep coming back to that. So I could have, you know, a very off month and feel like, oh my gosh, like what is going on? And it's like a it's like a north star instead of a mm-hmm. specific goal that mm-hmm. I either met or didn't meet. Um, so I pick a a word or a mantra and then think about in terms of setting goals or breaking that down a little bit, just more thinking about what, um, embracing that word or mantra looks like in all different areas of my life. So like if Mm -hmm. I am, so for instance, last year it was my energy is my own. And so like, what does that look like in my parenting? What does that look like in my marriage? What does that look like in my creative projects and podcasting Mm -hmm. and homeschool and all of that? And that really helps me just like, here's a picture of what it looks Mm -hmm. like to be a person who is embracing the mantra, my energy is my own in all these areas of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, I have an ongoing like this year, it would be nice to do this, these things, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but it's very loose. It's like, okay, these are kind of our next big things that we're looking at. We want to replace the furniture. We want to look at towards getting a cabin and we're working really hard on doing, you know, like those Mm -hmm. kinds of things to me are almost a little bit separate from my personal intentions and goals for the year. It's more just this ongoing, like, all right, what are, you know, what is kind of on the horizon for me? Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of how I approach it. It totally makes sense. Uh, Yes. So what you were saying that what you were saying at the end about kind of having that list of more specific things that you're hoping to do or might be doing soon. I have the same ongoing list and I I am now working to really separate that out because yeah, it's more of like a to-do list, right? Yeah, like a exactly. Ideal to-do list. Yes. And it does feel different than an intention or goal. It, it mm-hmm. feels like there's different criteria that make those happen. It might be like, well, Chris and I have to set a specific time to sit down, yes. decide on this. There's still important there's like but yes. action steps to that, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I am working on also separating that out and just having that separate list. I like capturing it and yeah. kind of tracking it and being excited about the things that are on it. But I do think that's different than your goals think- or intentions for the year. I think it's the difference between things you want to do or achieve and who you want to be. Yes. And those are two very different things. And I think we, especially in our culture that's very consumed with productivity, Mm -hmm. we confuse the two. And they're very different. That's such a good point. That's such a good point. In terms of how I set my goals and intentions for the year, I do a fair bit of brainstorming. It kind of starts with that just running list where I just 
tack different stuff in there and then maybe we'll go back later and kind of see okay now that that's sat there yes this is this still feels like something i'd be excited about or no i'm not excited about that anymore or maybe this is something that just goes on that running kind of bigger to-do mm-hmm. list this is interesting. I feel like I have to also be careful about the goals I give myself because I love goals. And <laughs> yeah, I for the opposite can, reason. Yes, I'm good at achieving goals. But then I think that kind of the negative side of that is I can give myself too many. And if, I am, if I'm not really thoughtful about what they're for or just what's on my plate, then suddenly I'll have this big plate of goals that felt exciting to make. But now yeah. I'm super stressed out because yeah. I have so much that I said I wanted to accomplish. And it really can take me a while before like, I'll be far down the road of trying to get all these things done, thinking that they're fulfilling and whatnot before it's like, wow, I am burned out. Yeah. And yeah. I wish I hadn't taken so much on or I kind of forget to like leave room for just like day-to-day life. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. It can't all be like going towards some larger goal. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I am trying to be really thoughtful like you, knowing my personality, knowing how goals can serve me in the best healthy way. Um, I really spent some time journaling towards the end of this year, and I would divide out my life in kind of those different categories. I used personal growth, health, parenting, marriage and relationships, creative endeavors, home and finances. And I just wrote like a little short paragraph about each one, just Mm. kind of what's going on, um, what do I want more of? Maybe what's working, what's not working? Where would I like to see this at the end of mm-hmm. the year? And that just kind of helped me like wrap my head around those different areas yeah, of I like life. That. Um, and that then was kind of a place um, to start from to maybe make some specific goals or intentions. And like I said, I'm trying to be really more thoughtful about the goals that I do assign for myself and really try if I come up with a goal um, like initially does it make me feel energized or stressed or ambivalent yeah and and kind of really interrogating is it one of those should goals Mm -hmm. even if it's like I should feel excited about this Um, and another thing I was thinking about too is like the should versus need Like, I feel like there's sometimes are need things like, okay, this is a health thing that I've got to make a priority, but you have to be very clear about, well, why is it a priority? And I think then really assigning the proper strategies to support you in that way. Especially around things like that, like health, like finances, things that are so um, kind of loaded culturally, right? Mm -hmm. That we have a lot Mm -hmm. of expectations, especially as women placed on us Mm -hmm. that like being careful about like, what is my why for doing this, exactly. not what yes. I think I should do. Mm-hmm, exactly. And then just really f- finding, if it, if it is something that you want to focus on, just really in a way that is going gonna, is gonna to be something that will get me energized for it. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it's a much smaller step. Like, yes, maybe I would like to, you know, be taking this big step in our finances or in some creative endeavor. But for right now in this season of life, like this step is going to be great. It's going to move mm-hmm. me towards that. And I'm actually excited about doing right. it. And it's attainable. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think, I think maybe my process might sound more involved, but 
I, it's just I enjoy it so much. So mm-hmm. it's actually something I really love, like finding these little bits of time in November and December of like, ooh, like journaling about my goals or mm-hmm. kind of working on mm-hmm. them. So, okay, next I'm curious about, do you involve other people at all in your process of deciding on both a one word theme or your goals for the year? And then what about after you've decided on a word or goals? Um, who do you share those plans with? Besides, of course, me and all of our podcast listeners. <laughs> Besides the whole internet. Exactly. Um, so sometimes Jeremiah, but sometimes, but I find I like to talk to him about what I'm working on after I've kind of like figured it out. Do you know what I yeah. mean? And yeah. something that's really kind of cute, kind of like, I don't know, it's been a, a kind of a cool thing in our relationship is I just think I'm naturally a more like emotionally reflective person, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, and he's so goal oriented otherwise, like very logical, very like on top of financial goals, things like work mm-hmm. goals, things like that. And so I think we get when we get together to talk about these things, I think he brings some of that to me and I bring some of this. Yeah. But like, who do you want to be in the world? (laughs) You know? Right. And then he's always like, Oh, like that's a really, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have even thought of working on that or I wouldn't have Mm -hmm. thought of, you know, and I think it's kind of cool sometimes to let each other in on, it's something that I need to work on usually is impacting our relationship and our family dynamic in some way too, right? So I think it's very helpful to sometimes be like, hey, I know I need to work on this mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm working on it and these are the ways that I plan to do that and then they can mm-hmm. support you in that. I think if you yeah. never talk about that, it feels like, do they even know that that's an issue? Like, yeah. you know, that their energy is impacting the home or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's been really helpful to have those conversations after we've kind of both thought about that a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. I also, like you and I, just for like the podcast purposes, we have a little, usually we have like a half day, you know, retreat where we'll go somewhere and kind of plan out our year and plan out where we're we're moving with this. And this year we're doing a whole little weekend. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this. I can't even tell you. It makes me like giddy and like get goosebumps (laughs) when I think about it. We booked a mountain cabin for the weekend. Oh, at the end of the month. And I can't even, I can't even. Yes. (laughs) So we we will be nerding out on all things goals Mm -hmm. and reflection and all of that. Get our calendar set for the year and talk about the direction of the podcast. And it's just like, I love that time with you so much every year. Mm -hmm. And this we like upped the ante this year and I'm very excited about it. Yes, me too. (laughs) Um, So I think I'm kind of similar in terms of, I like to have just that brainstorming, ruminating, reflecting for a while that's just very internal. Um, But then I find, yeah, once I've kind of got some stuff set or maybe I'm just kind of working out some specifics, but I have a general idea of where I want to go. That's when I do love to have a conversation or two with Chris And, and maybe it is something like, you know, I'm I'm not quite sure yet what my goal is in this area of life, but here's kind of how I'm generally feeling um, because, of course, often like he's involved in that area of mm-hmm. life. And so we can kind of talk like, well, how are you feeling about it? So I, I really enjoy that. Um, we'll often try to make a time to have kind of a formal discussion about it. And we had a really great little goal summit um, a couple of weeks ago when screen time and Maeve's nap time aligned. And it was just yes. like, ooh, during screen time and nap time, do you want to have a little goals chat? Yeah. And it was just so great. And like you said about Jeremiah, I think Chris and I just come at it from different perspectives. And so it's so interesting to kind of just hear how the other one reflects or where they want to mm-hmm. go. Um 
and like how how they want to make goals and things like that. And I, I think I also bring more of that kind of reflection and like the emotional side of it. And I just I just love that. It just feels so good to be feeling that like deep connection and just mm-hmm. like on the same page with your partner and mm-hmm. like hearing what you know how they want to grow in life and how we can support each other i just love it so yeah, much I think so so much of getting on the same page is not necessarily like wanting the same exact things yeah. at the same exact time but it's about like communicating what those things mm-hmm. are for you as individuals right and yes. then like supporting each other in that i don't think it always has to be like well, that's just as important to me as it is to you, yes. you know? Yes, exactly. So that always feels just really good. Once I have my goals set, I do share them in a few places. And I really enjoy, I think I like the accountability, putting it out there in the mm-hmm. world and just kind of that opportunity to spend the time uh, yeah. like kind of on my goals and just thinking about them. I think it kind of gives me momentum from the start of the year. You know, I've really thought about not only what I want to do, but the strategies that are going to support them. And then I've shared them out there. Um, so I have two people in my life who I am now in the habit of doing like a specific kind of call or FaceTime and mm-hmm. will share goals with each other and talk about strategies. I I personally love that part of talking about strategies. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you said that you wanted to get out and do more walks like what's the best time of day for you like what mm-hmm. works well like could you pair it with an audiobook like I just you're so good at that like I'll <laughs> say something like I'm wanting to do this and I can't do it you're like okay troubleshoot <laughs> boom let's go <laughs> let's figure this out I yep. really love that um, and then of course yeah sharing the goals on this podcast and then on my blog and yeah like you said This just really gives us both this opportunity where we have to sit Mm -hmm. and think about what we want to say and what we want to share. And it it makes us both just better for it, for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. So final question, what resources, whether books, podcasts, specific products or tools have been helpful for planning for a new year, whether in the past or for this year specifically? Okay, I will just say, first of all, my plum paper planner that is a combination homeschool lesson planner and my personal planner is my favorite I've ever used. It's the most consistently I've ever used one. And so that is helping me a ton just just in terms of the logistics of a new year. And there there are spaces for reflection. I don't always use them, but it's more just like, okay, I feel like just sitting down with like the skeleton framework of like, okay, what's happening this month? What's coming up into the new year? And I start a new calendar always on an academic year, especially now Mm -hmm. homeschooling, Mm -hmm. it just makes more sense. But um, I have found that to be like my favorite planner. So if you're in a planner space, I I highly, highly recommend. I've liked some other ones I've used, but this is what for me that I've most consistently used, which that's mm-hmm. the key is like, yeah. do you just that's have all, that big planner, that new pen energy, and then you yes. forget about it? <laughs> or is it something you consistently use as a tool? So yep. there's that. I also think the Lazy Genius just has all kinds of really good stuff on this in yes. all areas of life. She always talks about goals and, you know, New Year's and all of that like we do. Um, so I always enjoy her perspective. Also, the last couple of years, and actually she just ended this podcast, but Laura Tremaine of the 10 Things to Tell You podcast always has an episode with 10 questions to reflect on the new year. And Jeremiah and I have done those 
10 questions. Like I just look on the show notes and we Ooh. talk about them. Um, the last two years together on New Year's Eve, actually, like after oh, we send I love that. the kids to bed and, you know, they're, they're after their little early yeah. hurrah, it's New Year's. And then we kind of just talk through those, like who really mattered to you this year? What mm. was your favorite memory? You know, like different questions like that. And that I feel like that can help you. Um, even if the new year has come and gone, like mm-hmm. think about what you want more of going forward. So I love that. One specific physical item that I have loved for planning, and it's it's like very specific. So it's not like my whole planning scheme, but that is the daily habit tracker from Elise Kripe. You mm-hmm. can get the one page goal tracker for free if you're a newsletter subscriber. And I've been using that for the past several years now. I enjoy using it. And so I always just kind of enjoy thinking about like, what do I want to track this year? That's just kind of fun. Like picking um, one thing that just would be an improvement yeah. for you, like water or yeah, exactly. Or okay. Just Exactly. Just something like that. Um, so I have fun just kind of thinking about that. And I like having the fresh one. I keep it in my medicine cabinet, like with a magnet just on there. Mm, so mm-hmm. it's easy to kind of like see often um, and fill it out and just kind of check the progress. So for last year and this year, I'm using it to just track when I exercise. So mm-hmm. that's not a daily thing for me, but it is just interesting to see mm-hmm. kind of that pattern of circles fill up. And it that is something I like to keep regularly in my life. And it just kind of feels good, like an extra little gold star, like, ooh, after I work out, I get to fill in another little circle. Yeah. So yeah. That is just enjoyable. Um, As I'm reflecting on the past year and looking ahead to a new one, I love, like, cannot get enough of reading and listening to other people's reflections and new plans. I am just, give me all of it. Mm-hmm. I literally can't get enough. So I just, I find it inspiring and just interesting to hear other people reflecting. I love hearing other people's goals. It's just interesting. You know, you might get an idea for you, but sometimes it's also just feels like, wow, yeah, I don't want to do that at all. Yeah, and that I'm is glad not I'm a not. goal for me. <laughs> <laughs> High five to you, but not for me. So yeah. I just find that fun. So I will include a list of these in the show notes, but these are, I have a list of podcasts that did either year-end reflection and or New Year's goals that I have been enjoying listening to. So if you also can't get enough, here are all those podcasts. Happier, Happier in Hollywood, For Colored Nerds, The Sporkful, which is really fun because he does um, a New Year's resolution episode and it's everyone's food New Year's resolutions. They're Uh all related to food. So that's always interesting. The A Beautiful Mess podcast, The Lazy Genius, of course, Friendlier and So Connected. So anyway, if any of those are new for you, there is some more goal and reflection. Kelsey's um, Kelsey's got you covered on that. Yes, I do. Okay. I think that wraps up our discussion mm-hmm. about planning for a new year. Um, like I said, on our next episode, we will be back sharing our specific intentions and goals for the new year. I, I can't wait to hear what yours are. That's always mm-hmm. fun. It's always mm-hmm. a fun reveal. But yes. um, what are you obsessed with lately? Okay, I'm obsessed. I'm late to the game, but oh, I am obsessed. I love these. I got for Christmas, Jeremiah got me the AirPods Pro. Oh, Yes. Yes, I don't. Well, you. I don't have the pro. I just have the regular. But those changed my life. Okay, here's the deal. I had some Studio Bluetooth wireless yes. earbuds that worked yep. great and yep. had great sound. They were not the most comfortable in your ears, but I I wore them out. Like I had them for like yep. three years, and that was the end of them. They had started to just get kind of glitchy, and 
um, really they're big for my ears and they felt a little uncomfortable. So I, I had been wanting some AirPods because everyone's mm-hmm. like, no, but these are different. Like these are <laughs> right. the best earbuds. <laughs> right. And I think part of what is so great about them is just how they interact with your phone if you have an iPhone. Mm. That's yes. the big thing. Is that, that just is like everything you plug them in, like you just are ready to go. Like they yep. they mm-hmm. connect really nicely. They mm-hmm. very easily switch between like using them and not using them. Yes. Um, yeah, these are comfortable. The the pro, I don't know if the regular ones have this, but the pros have like the soft Mm, um, yes, interchangeable the re- silicone. The regular, the regular ones do not. So that is really nice. They also have noise cancellation that actually really, mm. really, really works. Like I literally cannot hear wow. my children, which is the goal sometimes. <laughs> sometimes that is what you need. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, oh, oh I love I'm them happy so for much. You. Yeah, they're real That good. is one thing. I was also late to the game. I think I got mine like a year and a half ago or something. And just one of those things that as soon as you start to use it, you're like, and this is going to change my life. Yeah. I yes. I cannot emphasize enough. I just feel like every mom needs oh, them and especially sure. every new mom. You just have to have them because yes. you can be uh, just the amount of comfort and company that those afforded me yeah. for long, long nights of being <laughs> up with a baby. Yep. And previously, trying to be watching a show or listening to something all with a cord, all, and you're trying to nurse or hold a baby. No, just no. Mm -hmm. So I am so happy for you. They are a game changer for moms in particular. Mm -hmm. I will even say like for new puppy moms, like there's stretches of the day where I just kind of have to like entertain her. But also it's kind of boring and I feel like it's a waste of time. Like I like playing with the puppy, but okay, I'm I'm literally just wearing you out at this right. point till the next time I can put you yeah. in the kennel. And you're so. just like not using your full mental yeah. capacity. It's like, I could also be listening to a book right, right. now. So, right. Oh, so that I, has been nice. And yeah, I, I, love re- that I listen you. to more audiobooks already. So it is, it is a game changer. I'm very excited for you. Well, my obsession is also a Christmas gift, but it was not my Christmas gift. It was Maeve's. I am obsessed with Maeve's play kitchen and playing kitchen with her. Oh, This is so one cute. of my favorite little routines right now. She has the most adorable play kitchen. I will link to it if it's still available. It is from Target. And I actually... I snapped one up in like September because I had heard that there were shortages. Mm -hmm. And even at the time, it was like, there's one left in Fountain Hills. And I was like, yes, I will drive 30 minutes for that play (laughs) kitchen. I will. I sure will. (laughs) It is so cute and colorful. And I mean, she just took to it right away. And so one of my favorite things right now is in the morning, like get up, I'll make my coffee. And then I just say, do you want to go play kitchen? And she's so excited. I'll sit there with my coffee. Oh, and she's making me soup and she's adding the ketchup and we're putting things in the oven. And it is just, oh, I could just do that for so so long. It's so so fun fun and so sweet. Um, I have also found that I really enjoy tidying up the play kitchen at the end of the night <laughs> yeah you do listen to this there's there's no dishes to wash you just right. stack things and organize things and this was so funny I sort of didn't really think about it and then I was like mm, is that taking it too far I turn every eye of the stove to off 
I just like to turn all of the stove You're off. You're like, that's the safety. This is a good habit just to get into. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, I am just enjoying all aspects of the play kitchen. I love it. I love it so much. There is something very like nostalgic about, mm. I mean, the play kitchen was just where it was at when you yes. were little. You oh, know, anything yes. that was like an adult mm-hmm. toy and mini version mm-hmm. is like yes. so fun. So that there's just something that rigs those bells for me. Oh, oh and can I say, so the... The, the big grocery store in Texas and where I my mom always shopped growing up and still does is H-E-B. It's mm-hmm. a really great grocery store. Well, my mom, they sell these baskets, little H-E-B oh. basket of all H-E-B branded food. Stop. And it's all like tortillas and a jalapeno and like their That's brand of so ice cream. Cute. And so anyway, we have all these like really cute, like Texas themed, um, you know, foods and stuff. So it's very adorable. That is super cute. I want to come play kitchen with me. I know. Come, come on over. Come <laughs> on over. It's very fun. <laughs> all right. Well, that wraps up our episode. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. You can find us in between episodes on Instagram. We're Hi Girls Next Door. The show notes for this episode are in your podcast player and on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. And we love to get your emails at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. There is maybe a, there might be a, there's a tiny white lie involved, but I think it would be worth it. (laughs)